Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we are continually continuing in the Book of Revelation study, and we will be in uh, the New Testament Book of Revelations, last book in the Bible in, in the New Testament, uh, and we will be in Chapter Two. And it's uh, Chapter Two, verses. Uh, 1 to 29 Okay, before I get started I always like to give you um, The reason why we can Trust the Bible And I have the evidence given by Dr. Vodi Bakum Who um, Who is a great Bible teacher And, uh, and I got This off of one of his teachings on you, uh, That was uh, recorded And put on YouTube But that way Um you yourself will know why you can trust the Bible, and for those that may question it or whatever, you have a way to let them know. And also, if you're a student, whether it's in middle school, high school, college, or whatever, and you have the teacher, or instructor, or whatever is, you know, tends to bring that up and put a, you know, a negative spin on it or light on it, now you have a way to refute it, and they can think about it. Here we go, the Bible. A reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other witnesses. Forty authors, 66 volumes of books, spanned 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Written in three languages, mainly Hebrew, Greek, a little, and Aramaic. Hundreds of subjects and topics. So, now, you know. Okay, so we are, I'm using the New International Version Bible just to make it simple to understand. There's other good Bibles that's been translated correctly, and that's the ESV, the English Standard Version. You have the New King James, um, and you have like the Living Translation. But uh, and I like to just use this one particularly just because it's just a little bit simpler to understand in for the modern English language. Of course, as I said many times before, my favorite is the New King James Version, of course, and I like to. The new New King James Version, and you know, I like all the ones that's been properly translated. So here we go. That's at the uh, the New Testament Book of Revelation. That's the last book in the Bible, in chapter two, and we're continuing on reading about the churches that John is writing to, to encourage them because the majority have been persecuted, and also he brings up in with the churches that he's mentioned, the seven churches, is basically the different types of churches. You have the obedient church, you know, who's exactly where they need to be with God. You have those that are in between. You have those that are very sloppy and everything else. And so he describes it in this. Okay, let's begin in Revelations chapter 2, starting at verse 1. And the title in this section here is To the Church in Ephesus. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. Now remember, this is symbolic stuff, okay? Verse 2, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not. And have found them false Verse 3 You have pers persevered And have endured hardships for my name And have not grown weary Verse 4 Yet 
I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Verse 5. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Verse 6. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nic Nicolaitans, which I also hate. And that's another religious group. Verse 7. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Do the one who is victorious. I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. He's talking about, you know, eternal security, eternal life. So he said, you know, if, if you repent and continue, you will have that. You know, according for this particular church, church that he's talking to, he said they're faithful, but they've got away some from the first love to repent and come back completely where you need to be. You know, most of this is not really hard. You just have to be aware of there's a lot of symbolism in this for a reason, you know. And um, that's why it's important, important to learn hermeneutics, which or you can get a good foundation of hermeneutics if you go to YouTube and put in there uh, Dr. Walter Martin. He has a whole study on hermeneutics, and it's video, and you can hear it. Well, some of it's just like it's on there, but it's it's audio. But he makes it very easy to understand, and it's a really big help. And it wouldn't hurt to, you know, get a book or two on, you know, basic hermeneutics and stuff to help you understand. It's to help you rightly divide the Word of God. Okay? Now, the next section, starting at verse 8, is to the church in Smyrna. To the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These are the words of him who is the first and the last who died and came to life again. Verse 9, I know your afflictions and your poverty, yet you are rich. I know about the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are synagogue, a synagogue of Satan. Verse 10, do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for ten days. Be faithful, even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. Verse 11, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. And the second death means that when you die in Christ, the first, you know, the like your first death as a Christian, your first death is dying to the world, dying to sin, and then you're reborn in Christ. So then, when you die in Christ, there's nothing to fear because you have heaven for eternity to be with God. How wonderful is that? Okay, now the next section, starting at verse 12, is to the church of Pergamum. Starting at verse 12, to the angel of the Lord in Pergamum write, These are the words of him who has the sharp double-edged sword. Verse 13, I know where you live, where Satan has his throne. Yet you remain true to my name. Did you not renounce your faith in me? Not even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. Verse 14, Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some among you who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak 
to entice the Israelites to sin so that they they ate food sacrificed to idols and committed sexual immorality. Verse 15, Likewise, you also have those who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Verse 16, Repent, therefore. Otherwise I will soon come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Verse 17, Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna, which was uh, back in Moses' time with the the when God delivered the Israelites and he gave food from heaven. It was like a bread that had all your nutrients. It was called manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. Man, that's spectacular. Okie doke. This is the last section here, starting at verse 18, and the, the title in this last section is of the chapter 2. To the church of Thyatira, to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze. Verse 19, I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate the woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophet by her own teaching. She misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. Verse 21. I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she is unwilling. Verse 22. So I will cast her on a bed of suffering and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of her ways. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am he who searches <clears throat> hearts and minds, and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. Verse 24. These are deans as a Christian. Verse 24. Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to you who do do not hold to her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, I will not impose any other burden. Verse 26. Oh, burden. Uh, verse 25. Except to hold on to what you have until I come. Verse 26. To the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. Verse 27. That one will rule them with an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery, just as I have received authority from my father. Verse 28, 28. I will also give that one the morning star. Verse 29. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So it's like, it, it's basically what, what it's saying here is that, you know, they're falling into different things that are not the original scripture or what they were heard and taught and they got away from it so they need to repent to come back to where they need to be and then you had the other group that stayed strong and stayed in the word and of course back then I mean they didn't have a whole Bible like we had they had scrolls and stuff so they were you know and plus they were getting the New Testament during that time they were receiving so they they could study you know once they heard it and heard it and heard it 
you know, but they also had the Old Testament, which remember the Old Testament, the New Testament is the f fulfillment of the Old Testament. So the Old Testament is still important, right? But it's the New Testament that that tells you about how how God um, gave us what we need now to come to Christ, which is that we can come because Jesus paid the price when He went on the cross. He paid the price of sacrifice that we needed and His bloodshed. So supernaturally, blood. Um, covers those who come and understand that they're sinners. They're broken. God's more all the Ten Commandments. Therefore, they come humbly as a child, repent of their sins, ask God for forgiveness, and then put the trust from themselves and transfer it to Christ alone. So that's, you know, it's the same thing that they have people going every which way, following this and that and the other thing, but they won't stay true to what the word of god which we have now the whole bible so we have the word of god you know and, and stay with the true christians the true believers and that's what we need to do you know none of this is rocket science even though it may seem like it at times but it's really not the more you read it the, the easier it gets let me give you a little scripture and then i'll give you some resources which i left out from the last time by accident 1 John chapter 1 verse 8 King James Version If we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us 1 John chapter 2 verse 4 King James Version He that saith I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him Yep 1 John chapter 2 verse 6 King James Version He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked Amen. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, the NIV, New International Version. For all have sinned and fall, fall short of the glory of God. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6, the NIV, New International Version. All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf and like the wind our sins sweep us away second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and 17 niv all scripture is god breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness verse 17 so that the servant of god may be thoroughly equipped for every good work and righteousness is holiness that means being right before god and doing what god would have you to do you know, even though we can't save ourselves, we strive daily to get as close as we can, even though, you know, we're in a sinful body and everything. Here's some salvation scripture. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, King James Version, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes in the righteousness, and with the mouth confesses and made salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, King James Version. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Version. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Yep. That's pretty much how it is. Let me see. Ah. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, the ESV, English Standard Version. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, 
nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality. And Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, ESV. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Now that's, that's the second death right there we're talking about. That's a bad death there. But see, once you come to Christ, then it's a completely different death. Which I'm so glad of. Let me read a little bit of the Ten Commandments so you know why we need Christ. Um, verse, I mean, uh, the Eighth Commandment. You shall not steal. Have you ever borrowed something, didn't bring it back? Have you ever took a paper clip or a staple or whatever? You didn't ask for nothing like that. You just did it or you kept it or whatever. Remember, God's standards are very high and ours are very low. So that's because God just by our intent. Right, so we feel like it's nothing, but to God, it's stealing. So, what do you call someone that steals a thief? And we're all guilty of this stuff. Uh, the ninth commandment you shall not bear false witness, which means you shall not lie. Have you ever lied, a little white lie, whatever, or say something? Come on, if you're honest with yourself, we've all lied, even as a child. And you say, Oh, well, I used to lie, but I don't now. Well, the thing is, is from the first time you ever did it, you're still guilty because there's no repentance of it. Right, because the Bible says no one is seeking God. That's why we're out here trying to reach people and teach and everything else to try to help you to to understand that why we need Christ. It's kind of like if you go to your doctors and they, if you notice, they give you what your sickness is first before they can give you the medicine or the cure. Because if they gave you the medicine first or the cure, you'll say, "What's this for? I don't need this." Right? But once you say, "Oh, well, you have this problem and it's going to," you know, uh, make you deathly ill and sick and could kill you. But this medicine here or this cure will save you from that or help you with it. Then you're ready to take it because you know what it's for. And that's all this teaching is here with Bible Education Institute is to give you what the disease is and give you the cure and at the same time to instruct you of how to over the, overcome the disease of sin you know, we're all sinners because we're born into a sinful world. So that was what three I gave you. Um, have you ever hated anybody? That would be the sixth commandment. You shall not murder. Jesus says, if you, if you hate somebody, you already committed murder in your heart. So that would make you, if you're judging yourself by the Ten Commandments, that would be, that would make us what? A... Um, a thief who lies and murders. When you think of it like that, then you kind of understand sin is serious to God. We don't take it serious because we don't pay attention to it, but that's why we need to. And once you grasp that, then it's like getting hit with a brick, you know, or, or, or getting surprised. You're like, oh, then you realize, oh, I'm on my way to hell. That's how it was for me. Once I understood this, I'm like, oh, you know, and then because you love, you know, because Christ puts the love, his love in you. Right. Then you start loving people. You don't want anyone to go to hell. And that's why you'll, you know, you get like you learn and grow in the Bible and get and, and get 
you know, training of some kind, whether self-training or education, you know, it's always good to like to find a good Bible-believing church and then make sure that you have a pastor that can teach you stuff you can ask questions to or go to school, you know, find a good Bible-believing teaching school, which is getting to be less and less now because most of everything here during this time has been corrupted and they're teaching all this evil stuff that's not biblical. So if you can find a good godly teacher to sit under, that's what you need to do. And also self-study is fantastic. There's a lot of good information, especially YouTube, man. They have great teachers on there, you know. And I'm going to give you those resources right at the end here. So what do we need to do? First realize that we're a sinner and we need a Savior. We've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. We've broken all of them, right? So... Um, we need to repent. You know, once we know, it's kind of like if you're in a plane and it's about to crash, someone gives you a parachute, right? Well, you go to hang on to that parachute. That parachute is going to save you from the jump to come. Jesus saves you from the judgment to come because we're all going to be judged. You could either be judged as a Christian, which is different, or be judged as one who has rejected, rejected him, which would be known as a sinner, and, and you never got out of it. You stayed in it. That's a different judgment. And like, if you were to die without Christ, you'd lift up your eyes in hell. And you can read that in Luke chapter 16. Uh, it's a story about that Jesus tells, describing hell about uh, the rich man and Lazarus. So anyways, so realize that we're all sinners. We're all broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. Therefore, we're on our way to hell. If God was to judge us by the Ten Commandments, and we don't, we haven't repented or anything, then we would be guilty and on our way to hell for eternity. We don't have to do that because now that you've heard this word, now you can, you can have eternal life and be in heaven by simply humbling yourself as a child, coming with a sorrowful contrite heart, ask God's forgiveness, it's called repentance. Ask God's forgiveness and then transfer the trust that you have in yourself and transfer it over to Christ Jesus alone because he's the one that did all the work he walked here he was born still god but he was born and he walked this earth um and he was perfect in every way because he was still god he was he was a man he was a man but god at the same time and or, or holy and everything the son of god and then um he allowed himself to be took by the religious leaders, the Jewish religious leaders, because they were wicked and they hated them because they didn't want to lose their money and everything and, and prestige and power that they have. Sounds familiar, right? And uh, it's just people, that's that's the sin nature in people. And so they rejected him, so they wanted to kill him, so he allowed that because he paid the price that we should pay, but he did it for us. So now we can come by faith believing because there's no way we can pay that price because we're not holy to begin with. Right? So once you grasp that, then you understand. Okay, let me give you some resources. All this can be found on uh, YouTube, some on Rumble, uh, mostly YouTube and their websites, great teachings and great videos. Living Waters with Great Comfort, livingwaters.com, Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham. Answers in Genesis.org, Wall Builders with David Barton, wallbuilders.com, and he and he provides 
uh, the Christian history of America, and it's really good. Dr. Walter Martin, WalterMartin.org, great teacher. But he he's died he died in the eighties, like I think eighty three or something, eighty four. And also, um, R.C. Sproul with Ligonier Ministries and Apologia Studios with Pastor Jeff Durbin. And his website is ApologiaStudios.com. A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. And you can also listen to his audio uh, teachings and, and, and all on Apple Podcasts. And if you go to his website, ApologiaStudios.com, uh, Dr. Greg Bonson, who was a great Bible professor, died a while back. His family donated all of his um, audio recordings to Apologia Studios, and they've remastered it and everything digitally. And you can literally go on there, and you can go to the ApologiaStudios.com, go to the search spot, and put Dr. Greg Bonson or Bonson U and get a free, a literal free seminary education. How cool is that? If you would like to correspond with us, Bob, it is babaeducationinstitute at gmail.com. Our website is, which I'm um, trying to find another one because that one's starting to, starting to, it's hard to do anything with. But it's bible-education-institute.webnode.com. And, and this webnode is webnode.com. Let me give you some more resources. And you can find us, Baba Education Institute, Reverend Henry Kelly, on these platforms, on YouTube and Rumble, and also Telegram, Getter, Twitter, Facebook, Gab, and also, and they've, they've added a lot more of the audio platforms, but here's the one I have written down currently, and that is uh, HeliumRadio.com, Helium Radio Network, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Podcast Addict, and there's there's some more. I'm gonna have to uh, write it down to be able to uh, to give it to you again. Let me give you these great teachers again. Um, Dr. R. C. Sproul, Ligonier Ministries, YouTube, and also Dr. Vody Bakum, YouTube, and you can put his name online and take it to his ministries dr james white on youtube and he's with apologia studios doug wilson gary damar pastor joel webbin with right response ministries pastor jeff durbin with apologia studios great teaching fantastic and and also if you, um i like to buy used books but you can buy them new to whatever and here's some place you can get it abe books abe B-O-O-K-S Thrift Books And also online Amazon And Alibris A-L-I-B-R-I-S And also you can go to TCT You can put in search engine Search engine And put in TCT Network And there's one program now That is good Just be two uh, The other one was Ancient Jewish Wisdom With Rabbi Daniel Lappin But now you'll have to go They took him off And Rabbi Lappin Now you can find him It's great teaching And his wife too uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin.com and that's a R A B B I D A N I E L L A P I N.com. And they also have a newsletter and website and all that. And you can find them on YouTube. And if you go to uh, TCC, T, TCT Network, the other one's called 
Faith in History with Willem Federer, and he gives you all of church history. It is fantastic. You learn so much. And it's it's actually um, very interesting to watch and everything, the way they have it. So remember, till the next time, read your Bible daily without fail and do what it says.